It's a hockey show for you, the best fans in the AHL. Comets Insider on 94.9 K-Rock. Brought to you by Pathfinder Bank, Slocum Dixon Medical Group, and by Labatt Blue. Kept out by Kulbikov. Burst to speed, Dowling up ahead, drops it off. McEnany's drive, save made, rebound, scores. McEwen ties the game at three. It's the third power play goal of the night for the Comets. Yulevi, Boucher doesn't pull the trigger. Feeds down low, Caro. Back to Boucher. Off for Levy now. Top of the left circle. Dolan down low in front. Caro scores! From a knee, Tanner Caro drives it into the back of the goal. It's a five-on-three power play goal for Utica. Their second man advantage tally of the night. And it's a one-goal game. Good feed, Boucher across. Sautner shoots and scores! Ashton Sautner with a short side wrister finds the top corner. From the left side, Donnie fired it over the glove of Mazanik. And for Sautner, it's goal number one on the season. It's time to go top shelf at the 72 Tavern and Grill. It's Rain Man and Scoop. Utica Comets Insider is officially on the air on Mr. FM. Mr. Uh, FM. Just like our brother station, of course, uh, ESPN Radio, which is now there as well. We'll leave that alone for now. My name is Rain Man. Scoop is here, the voice of the Utica Comets, who you kind of heard with our montage of highlights. Joe Roberts is here. It's good to have you in the building instead of our 7.30 segment on the phone, Cujo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nice to be here. It's always a pleasure. Always there, a pleasure. I think it, I don't know if it's the pregame open or the face-off open for the regular broadcast, but I know that there's a Cam Darcy highlight in there because you've had a few. Cam Darcy is with us out of South Boston and, of course, the last season and change with the Utica Comets. Thanks for doing this again with us. Yeah, no problem. Where were you before, Cam? I can't remember. Where were you before? Oh, which one? Syracuse? Yeah. <laughs> oh, we got to go there again. You got to be motivated because they let you go. So, of course, you play when you got the Tampa Bay Lightning affiliate of the Syracuse Crunch, yeah. a little extra motivation. Plus, everybody hypes it up. The fans get behind the rivalry. Yeah. It's 45 minutes away. And you kind of want to stick it to them, don't you, a little bit? Uh, yeah, every time I play them, I definitely want to do that. Uh, this year so far, I've been able to play them, which is kind of a bummer, but I've been out once early in the year and then i was injured last game as well so yeah you're feeling better though overall I know yeah for sure we don't discuss injuries in hockey for those that are not are not diehard hockey fans it's upper or lower body but in general you're you're on the healing path back to the yeah, ice sure yeah i'm clear for this week so oh beautiful so we're gonna yeah. see cam darcy back on the ice scoop uh, make your introductions well, you're a Boston guy. I got to ask you how you feel about the Red Sox right about now. Uh, yeah, I was pretty pumped up. I was texting back and forth with my dad the whole time. He's a big time Sox fan. And then uh, my roommate, Blue Jays, is actually a big time Red Sox fan. He's from Buffalo, but he just grew up a Sox fan for his whole life. So it was fun. So it's fun to see that, fun to see the, the, the parade and the celebration. Did you see the trophy get dinged up by the flying beer? That was pretty uh, no, amazing. I actually didn't even see the parade the, the, at all. <laughs> the, the, a couple of the pendants on the World Series trophy got knocked off the trophy by a flying can of beer. Really? If only Gronk were there to catch it. <laughs> yeah, but here's here's the thing, though, about a trophy being damaged during a party. If a, if a trophy doesn't get a nick, a ding, a scrape, a scratch, whatever, if it doesn't get damaged during a party, then the party was lame. So it's fine. There's, there's a legendary story about the guys in Pantera hosting the Stanley Cup uh, Dallas Stars party and the, the uh, Stanley Cup getting tossed 
into the pool. Yeah, I thought that was at like Mario Lemieux's house. But hitting hitting the side of the pool on its way in and getting a nice little ding. Yeah, I'm surprised that thing's not a little bit more beat up, honestly. (laughs) The cup? Yeah. Yeah. My Yankees tattoo, man. I should have worn. I should have shown it off and just worn some tank top or something. It's all right. I still like you, Cam Darcy. Jeez. When was the last one of that? Do you? Uh, what's that? When was the last one for that? The last one. Their last World Series. Twenty oh nine. Yeah. Yeah. You have three since the last Yankees. Yeah. No, two. Two since the last Yankees, but three overall. I'm an Indians fan. Nineteen forty eight. Okay. Tigers fan. Feel my pain. Nineteen eighty four. 84? I think 80s, 84? I think 84, you're right. So I'm going to ask you a stupid question. Do you feel any any brotherhood with some great Boston area bands? And there are many, but I just wanted to bring up like Dropkick Murphys because of the uh-huh. Sox, and they're kind of synonymous with the Sox and playing shows at Fenway and things like that because that's one of my favorites. And yeah. then Godsmack that gets played on this station. They're huge Red Sox fans and represent Boston well. Uh, yeah, I listened to Dropkick Murphys actually a bit when I was younger. Uh Lately, I haven't really listened to them too much. Uh, for some reason, I always hear shipping up to Boston everywhere. So, what are what are some of the things about about Boston being a Boston native, or, or at least a Massachusetts native, that that you miss since you've been, you know, playing for Syracuse, or you spent a lot of time, a number of years now in Central New York, or even in Kalamazoo when you were there for a short stint? Um, I'd say just being home with like my family and friends. I'm close to my family, and I have a lot of good uh, close friends back home in Boston, also. And uh, I don't know. There's just seem like I'm always busy, like in the summer, because it's nice out. They have the waterfront there. It's just a lot of stuff to do whenever you want to. So you can floss. (laughs) (laughs) I saw the comments. Put the video. Cam can floss. Oh yeah. I cannot do that. (laughs) Did you practice, or is this just come natural to you? Because it's an impressive video. I've got to retweet that from your (laughs) from your Twitter feed, which I think it's C Darcy 19. Yeah. If you want to go take a look. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just saw it and just tried it in the locker room one day and then was, just realized I could do it, honestly. <laughs> you ever catch the, when they do the dance cam at the Adirondack Bank Center, then the kids will, will do the floss? Yeah, uh, yeah. You're going to have to All do the it. time. I'm going to call you to, call you out on it next time <laughs> I see you at the, at the bar. Yeah, I'll do it. Cam, sure. Cam Darcy's here with us on Comments Insider Live from the 72 Tavern with 94.9 K-Rock. So is Scoop and Joe Roberts. Uh, we're drinking coffee, and what are you guys drinking? There's there's alcoholic and non-alcoholic choices <coughs> and food down here. It's a great environment. Saranac Big Moose Ale. It's a great place. It's a great. 72 Tavern's awesome. Whatever your, whatever your choice is. You want coffee? We got coffee. You want water? We got water. You want a sudsy water with uh, the taste of hops and, and wheat? Then we got that, too. A couple of pops, as uh, Mickey <laughs> Redman always used to That's say, right. right? A couple of ginger ales. A couple of ginger ales. So, all right, we've made our introductions. We've got to talk a little bit about hockey. Wednesday, a 5-4 loss to the Belleville Senators. Unfortunately, shut out by the crunch. The season series is 1-1, so we're okay there. There's 10 more games to play, I believe. And then the 6-3 loss to Hartford on Saturday. Where do we want to start? Want to break down Belleville a little bit, Joe Roberts? Yeah, yeah, we can start at Belleville. What did you see? What did you hear? <clears throat> what do you know? What can you tell us? Well, I'm trying to... It was, it was a busy week with a lot of travel, if we're being honest. So three games in four days with a couple of hostel, hotel stays. 
Uh, so those uh, have a tendency to kind of blend together a little bit. But, uh, uh, you know, just as of late as a whole, there's been a, a little bit of a struggle of scoring five on five. That's been the big concern. Uh, and I think that that's something that needs to get back uh, back on track. You know, uh, you know, it's big to get Reed Boucher back for that game. That was one of the big stories that came out of that Belleville game. And, uh, you know, he, he was able to, uh, to make his presence felt right away. And that's what he continues to do. Um, but I think that, again, uh, it's, you know, it's been a tough week or two. And, and finding the back of the net on five-on-five hockey is really something that uh, the Comets are going to focus on getting back on track. You know, if you look at what happened this week with the return of Boucher, and then once you get Darce back as well this week, it'll definitely tighten things up uh, as far as centermen go because that's been something that's been difficult as well is having guys who can play that position well, win face-offs. Win face-offs. And that's one of the things that Cam does uh, – almost as good as anybody on the team maybe as good as anybody on the team so uh you know winning those face-offs is is oftentimes overlooked as just a little part of the game that happens all the time so um it's something that that i think will help tighten up the entire game if you can possess the puck off the hit uh then it, it prevents chasing and chasing turns into chaos and chaos turns into the puck ending up in the back of your goal so um yeah as far as that belleville game goes it was it was just uh you know, a, there were a couple struggles here and a couple struggles there, and eventually the team's going to get back on track. Faced a, a tough goaltender against Syracuse. I, I, that, I mean, there was nothing happening. You couldn't get anything past them. That was the overall takeaway. They they had a little bit of a lull, but they seem to have corrected things there, and they're back really on a, on a pretty solid point streak. Corey Conacher, who was a former Utica Comet, I think he had a five-game goal streak, and he yeah. picked up the first yeah. one on Friday night. It, it was just a continuation of, of a, a bump in the road for the Comets right now. Obviously, you hate to say it, but they're on an L streak, and we've got to flip that around coming up here. Well, you know what? I, this, this is like my weird claim to fame. When I was an intern with the Kalamazoo Wings, this kid... Uh, came out. He was a, a rookie out of Canisius. He, he made his pro debut with the Cincinnati Cyclones, and he scored a hat trick against the Kalamazoo Wings at Wings Event Center in 2013 or whatever year it was. Who is this guy? It was Corey Conacher. And we're sitting there saying, oh, this guy's too good for this league. Like, he's going to go somewhere he's going to be special and that's what he does he's just a great american hockey league player uh he does a lot of a lot of things really really well and my god can he shoot the puck and can he score uh so he's he's a he's a good player that comets fans have been able to see firsthand for both uh playing for utica and playing for the opposition and so uh that's what it is but he he had a run of i think yeah it was like 12 points in five games or something like that he's just a good hockey player and you know cam watched that game i know he was there watching that game did Connor Ingram turn in a 30-something save shutout? Yeah. Um, were most of those 30-something saves just first shots that you would expect him to, to make? Yeah, probably. So getting those second and third opportunities are, are really what's something that, that has to happen. And um, When you're trying to come in on a goaltender who is as good as any goaltender that you're going to face in this league, you punch the puck right into their chest, where's it going to go? It's going to get vacuumed up in there, right? So you got to find ways to get those second, third opportunities. And, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but that was definitely something that was going on with his, say, or with his, with his game. Yeah, uh, yeah. I definitely think that I um, even today in practice we focus a lot on you know coming out of the corner like we get a puck to the D try to battle we get net front and try to screen the goalie so I think that is something that we definitely worked on Corey Conacher 
I think the Comets haven't had a guy with a shot like that since or until Reed Boucher. There seemed like there's something about his shot. That first goal, it was, I remember standing by the ice and going, whoa, wow. right, right up against the glass. I was right off a draw, too, where he just kind of used the momentum of the one faceoff as sort of the take back of his wrist shot. It's yeah. like he cradled it. And all in one motion, just bing, right in the top corner. It's just, how do you stop that? It was like a slingshot. And, yeah. and the, the way the momentum of the play went in front of Kulbikov, he had no ch- He was almost starting to go down a little bit, and he just rifled the shot. Second goal was very similar in that they shot it high on Kulbikov. And then we've seen Connor Lukuve a couple times in the past few games. Scoop, overall, he held that one lead, a 3 nothing. other than the empty netter. He, he's actually represented pretty well, I think, well, based on what he's called upon to do. I, one of the things I was curious to get Joe's thought on was the play of Connor Lacuve, who we probably didn't expect to see as much as we've seen already, but I thought he, he filled in pretty admirably. Yeah, I thought he was, uh, you know, he, he, he earned the opportunity to get his start. It was kind of a shaky go of things for Kubi there. He was uh, relieved in two of three games, I think it was, when it boiled down to it. He's had a heavy workload, and for a guy who didn't really play that many games last year between being one of those on-the-move goaltenders who was up in Cleveland for a handful of games, but, you know, he only played a few. A lot of them were backed up, and in Quad City, he saw a decent body of work, but he didn't really play that many hockey games last year, and so to come and be expected to do that in Utica as the number one guy for the first, you know, it'd be one thing if it was a week, two weeks, three weeks of the season, but you look at uh, Thatcher Demko and, and his his uh, progression towards getting healthy and then Richard Bachman getting a call-up that turned into a maybe a more extended call-up than anybody would have considered. Sure. Uh, and he's had to have a heavy workload, so it's been tough for him. So, you know, when Connor got that PTO, I find it hard to believe that there was any situation that he didn't expect to play. I mean, you had to figure that he was going to play a couple of times. And, and again, you know, he's a he's a good netminder. Look at his body of work at Minnesota State Mankato last year. Look how he started the season with Maine in the ECHL. And, uh, you know, you shoot on him in practice. So I, you know, I, I only watch from a distance. Yeah, definitely. I think when, like, when he came in the other night in Syracuse, from what I saw, he seemed like he played a solid game. He seemed like he was comfortable. So, Well, you got to remember the first game that he relieved Kulbikov was in uh, Binghamton? Yeah, Binghamton. I think it was Binghamton. Yeah, yeah. because they were up 4 nothing in the first eight minutes of the game. And 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 Kulby let up, I think it was three goals on 11 shots. He gets pulled, and the first shot LeCouve faces is a wrist shot from the right side point that just kind of like leaked through him. And I thought... Well, uh-oh, you know, but he, he really settled in, and he found his groove, and he, and he was making saves. And keep in mind, that was his first shot attempt in the American Hockey League. I don't even know what I'd be thinking in my brain, uh, let alone having to process all of it and then try to stop a puck. Right? I would have so, ducked. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I would have so, done. So, yeah, right, you would have allowed a goal on the first shot that you would have yeah. faced. So what he had to do wasn't easy he's ice cold he has to come into the game it's just not easy but he definitely settled down i thought he earned the start that he eventually got uh the other night joe roberts scoop i'm rain man cam darcy is here from the utica comets it's utica comets insider at the 72 tavern with 94.9 k-rock so cam take us in the locker room as much as you can uh what is what are the coaches what are the coaches saying from color on down from ags uh what are the guys talking about you know it's a bump in the road you know, and it's it's been an up and down roller coaster season. Yeah. But you guys know what you need to do. You obviously know some of the things that have to be cleaned up, whether it be penalty kill, power play, five on five, offensively, defensively, and things like that. And then I want a little comment on 
you expected Thatcher to be here, but then he's had his issues. Everybody's aware that it's a concussion issue. Would things be a little bit different? And it's no disrespect to, you know, Colby or anybody else in goal, but would things be a little bit different with him back there, maybe helping solidify those other aspects of the game that you guys are working on? Um, yeah, I think, uh, I think, like I said, we need to focus on scoring five on five and getting back to doing that. Um, I mean, we've had a lot of injuries. I know that's not an excuse because that's just that happens every year. You need guys to come in and take uh, take advantage of uh, get their playing time, and uh, it's definitely something that I need to do too. Once I'm back in the lineup, is try to take advantage of what I'm given, and uh, I think we just need to buckle down as a team, have better starts, and learn how to get honestly start putting the puck in the net. Seems like right now we only have a couple guys scoring consistently, and I think that that's what we worked on today. I know, like we worked a lot on getting to the net, getting those second chance opportunities, screening the goalie, and just finding a way to put the puck in the net. Honestly, is what it comes down to. And then on the Thatcher thing, um, I don't know. We all we all know cool we can pay, play. I mean, he's shown that. Obviously, the last couple of starts he had didn't go so well, but. We all know that Kubi is a good goaltender, and then even Kubi, he came in, and no one really knew what he could do or really expected much, and he came in, and we all thought he looked comfortable, and we thought he played really well. So I think we need to get behind our goalies, and we need to help them out a little more, and then we just need to learn how to put the puck in the NFL in five. You win as a team and you lose as a team. It's a perplexing scoop because when you look at the roster, and we've talked about this before, there's more talent on this roster than I remember even in the last few seasons, even since year two when they were the Calder Cup run and stacked, and we've, we've mentioned that before. But, I mean, I don't know if you, know, you sit there and you look at some of the names and, and what everybody's, you know, players have done in the past, and you go, it's there. It's just a matter of kind of pulling it out. It's, the, it's a matter of cooking the, baking the cake, cooking the recipe, getting it all, to, all the elements to work together just right, and I think what Cam has talked about is, you know, the five-on-five five play. They're working on that in practice. They know they got to work on that. They know they got to get the second and third chances. Start doing that on a more regular basis. We're going to do much better, obviously. Cam Darcy is here with us. We will return in just a minute live from the 72 Tavern, Utica Comets Insider. Scoop will bring us back. Hang on for that with 94.9 K-Rock. Let's go! Live from the 72 Tavern and Grill. Back to Rain Man and Scoop on Comets Insider. You On 94.9 K-Rock. Brought to you by Labatt Blue, Slocum Dixon, and Pathfinder Bank. Streaming at krock.com. Listen on the K-Rock app. Comets Insider. Every Monday night from the 72 Tavern and Grill here. Great food, great drink. Joe Roberts is here. Cam Darcy is here. Rain alongside me, Scoop. I, oddly, I just wanted to ask a question the Laval bus has been here since the weekend. So, yeah, they're, they're so kicking they're, into Rome. So they're probably practicing at the odd, or how does that yeah, work? Yeah, they practiced uh, right after us today. Actually, they'll do the same again tomorrow. Um, I can't remember where they were, but they, you know, it's funny. I, I've been talking to people, and uh, our travel schedule, we have 25 hotel nights all year. Laval, a team like them, their closest team is Belleville, which is like three hours away. I think they'll hit 25 hotel nights by mid-December. Like, it's crazy how wow. fortunate we are for how much we get to be home for all intents and purposes. And, yeah, the travel schedule is nice. The practice schedule is nice. And yeah. it's, it's definitely a benefit that this team has over a lot of other teams, for sure. I'll speak yeah, on definitely. that, Cam. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I think uh, 
when I was in junior, I played for a team where my closest, like our closest away game was five hours, five and a half Jeez. in Halifax, and that was Cape Breton. So our longest trip was like twenty-four to twenty-six hours. Oh, wow! And we do that over, like we'd drive to Montreal, then we'd for thirteen hours, then we wake up the next morning and have to go to like Valdor or Rouen up in northern Quebec. I never realized the Quebec League was that bad. You always hear those horror stories about the Western League. Yeah, There's I know. just it's... like I mean you get these guys who tell these stories about the Western Hockey League and the travel that they have to go through and the crazy thing about those Canadian junior leagues is that and correct me if I'm wrong, but it's like you can't have a travel advantage over like another team so you can't fly no so it doesn't matter if they're like 38 hour bus ride or a three and a half hour flight well saddle up and get ready for your half a day or you know day and a half bus ride like it's wild the yeah, travel is crazy especially well uh, it was because people don't think it's bad in the queue because the teams that are in quebec like sherbrooke and gatineau and like those teams are close together but then you had a team like me out in Cape Breton, just yeah. so far east that it's just in the middle of nowhere, basically. So now you're like, oh, we got a game in Syracuse, big yeah. deal, or a game in Rochester, yeah, yeah. it's nothing. Yeah, I got no, like it's a home, it's home like by a, eleven. Yeah, far, we're basically we're always home. I feel like we go all to like Laval and those trips, but yeah, it's definitely nice having short travel. And I suppose going to Toronto is okay too. Getting back into yeah, a big yeah. city at least for a couple of days is it's yeah, smaller. A lot of guys get to go home too. There's a lot of guys that are from that area. So, is it been? What's talk about the adjustment though? Being a Boston guy, obviously living probably in the suburbs of a big city, and then you're in you're in a tiny little city like Utica, or even Syracuse is not exactly a big city in comparison. Or even Kalamazoo when you were there. Yeah, yeah. Pace of life is a little bit different too. I think because I bring that up because I saw you out. Obviously, we saw each other at one Jenny the other yeah, night. Yeah. You would, you would popped in there with a couple of guys to grab dinner, but it's nice. It's it's real easy and quick to get mm-hmm. out on, on the days off or nights after practice. You want a bite to eat, and you don't have to battle the traffic in downtown Boston or, yeah. or the, the craziness of a city the size of Toronto. So yeah. that's got to be a nice lifestyle adjustment. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm kind of used to it now, just because, like I said, the team Cape Breton I played for that was pretty. There wasn't really much going on there. It's a beautiful place, but just not really much of anything to do. So. Uh, it's that was the biggest change from Boston, I think. At least here, there's a lot of places to go, a lot of different like bar scenes or restaurants, stuff like that. Out there, there wasn't really. I guess there was a couple restaurants, but it wasn't really much of anything else. So, uh, it's definitely a big change <laughs> for sure. I noticed it seems like we have some games, and Joe, you can attest to this, or, or maybe it just seems that way. But we get these two goal leads, and then we give up three goals we give up five unanswered goals um that is it's 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 bizarre it's like we didn't just suddenly forget to play how to play hockey you know i mean and why is that happening Uh, well i don't know i there were a couple games earlier in the season if memory serves correctly was like we would jump out to a two three four goal lead i think it even happened on an occasion and then all of a sudden, human nature kicks in, and you you kind of just you let the pedal off a little bit because I just think that's the way that it goes. Um, you know, I, again, like 
here's the funny thing. I don't have the answers. I'm I'm just the radio guy. That's my built-in excuse. You know what I mean? But it's like, uh, you know, I don't know how much of it is human nature. I don't know how much of it is is human nature on the other side of things too. Because when a, a, an opposition plays with a little more desperation, you combine that with that moment of relaxation, and then all of a sudden, in a quick strike game, two shots can be two goals. Momentum switches fast. It's huge. It's huge. Yeah, exactly. And then that's that's kind of something that people don't consider is that like. It's hard to get back going after you're hemmed back a little bit. It's just it can't be easy. So it's it's the momentum game is wild. And it's really something that has to be learned. You know, as a team, you've got to kind of learn that, develop that, get into that gear of desperation, and be able to keep the pedal to the floor. You know, make it. I want to make an observation. And Scoop, you'll remember this conversation that we had a few times last year. And Cam, you were obviously on the Comets last year, so you'll yeah. remember this too. But there, there was a point, even with all of the crazy injuries and all of the PTOs and all of the different names, you never knew who was going to walk into the locker room from one day to the next. But there was a trip just after Thanksgiving in early December to Laval last year, and the, the Comets had a tough time scoring the first goal. It seemed like they were always down one or two goals. And then Alex Dow had that two-goal game in Laval, and it changed for the rest of the season. And I wonder if if, if that's kind of you're, you're looking for that corner to turn or turning that corner with the guys this year, and maybe you get a few more key pieces back together. You get back in the lineup. Thatcher gets healthy. Certain things just start to swing in the other direction. Is that? Do you remember you that? Know, yeah, I remember yeah. that. And you know, Reed had just got back. He's probably still adjusting to being back you know and and he undoubtedly wants to hit that gear that he hit coming out of the gate this this season but that's it takes time and then maybe you just need that one little break you know the the, the two goals early and, yeah. and then then it's a mental thing and you're over it and i, I i'm kind of kind of asking cam do you feel a sense of the guys realize it, it we're we're getting close um, on a lot of things and we're yeah, gonna yeah. get there um yeah i think uh like i said we had a lot of injuries and get guys coming in who are put in roles where they may not have been before so it's definitely an adjustment i think uh i think we are like we are close obviously like, our power plays went up and down our five five plays went up and down this year our pk has been up and down it's like everything like through the year you're gonna have up and ups and downs it's just a matter of us staying consistent and like you guys are talking about like when we get ahead of our team just figuring out how to play a full 60 and finishing them off and like Instead of letting them score a goal and maybe creeping back in, we got to learn how to finish teams off, and I think that'll play a huge role in getting those points that we need. Cam Darcy's here with us, Utica Comets Insider, live from the 72 Tavern and Grill, attached straight to the Adirondack Bank Center with 94.9 K-Rock, and courtesy of Lobat Blue, Slocum, Dixon, and Pathfinder Bank. The voice of the Comets, Joe Roberts, is here. My name is Rain Man. Scoop is here as well. Trent Cull is uh, my observation, Scoop's observations. We've talked about this a few times, and we even probably brought it up with you last last year when you were on with us. But he seems to me to be a great communicator. And, and I'm sure he'll raise his voice, and maybe there's a few, what do they call them, expletives or cuss words or swears <laughs> yeah. thrown around from time to time. But for the most part, he's a pretty level-headed guy, and he's very good at communicating, yeah. very good at dealing with everybody. And how has he been reacting to the ups and downs of the season thus far within the locker room? Is is he pulling guys aside? Is he just um, is he changed from last year to this year? We used to hear how he would just make great adjustments from period to period. He just yeah, would yeah. have these little bits of advice for everybody's game mm-hmm. that that really worked. I'm fascinated by his coaching style. Yeah, no, yeah, he's a, he is a great communicator. Like, he 
he doesn't really try to call guys out and scream at them and try to belittle them and make them feel like when you make a mistake, most guys know they make a mistake. They don't always need somebody like reaming them every time they do. And that's what I feel like he's pretty good at doing. So um, I think it, he's good at picking people up. And I think like, as a team, we need to learn be better at that, picking somebody up whenever they get down. Because I think it does play a huge role in a game, especially if you're in a close game. I think having a positive bench is big. So um, in that sense, I think... We're okay, and we just we could also be better at it. So, is there, what about leadership within the locker room? You know, when the coaches step out, it's just you and the boys in the locker room yeah. with you, Carter Banks, is, and even when Viega was here for a little while, or when Darren was here for a little while. Who's who are those guys now besides the obvious, and who's kind of stepping in those slots vacated by Darren getting called up, and even Bacher, you know, a veteran guy like yeah. that getting called up? Uh, who, who's been in there, or do you guys feel a void with that? Um, no, I mean, obviously, Banks, he's always good at getting the guys going. Obviously, that's why he wears the C. Um, Sipes is really great at that. He's always always stepping up in the locker room and talking and letting guys know what we need to do and stuff like that. And, um, I think as a whole, like, we, have a, we have a lot of guys that will step in and say what needs to be said, but I think a lot of the time it's just we know what we need to do. It's just we need to focus on actually doing it and performing it every night and consistently. After the frustrations of the last several games, how are you chomping at the bit to, to play again Wednesday night? Yeah, I'm pretty fired up. I mean, it's, it was upsetting for me to not play the past last weekend, so I'm definitely looking forward to Wednesday night. Wondering if, uh, last thing we'll ask you, I know we're up against the break. Family get a chance to get out here to see you? Brothers, sisters, mom, dad, yeah. anybody? Uh, uh, yeah, my, my parents, my brother... They uh they came out and my our family friend is basically a brother. They actually came out earlier in the year, the opening weekend. They came out to those games, so they were able to see a couple. Of they were going to see me in New Har- uh, in Hartford, but I ended up not being able to play that game, obviously. So, uh, but they try to get out every now and then. It's always nice to see them. So, give me an overview of your experience thus far. You drafted by Tampa Bay. Obviously, it didn't work out there. Yeah. You end up getting the PTO deal, which we I remember discussing that with you, mm-hmm. and you ended up earning the AHL deal last year. They didn't waste any time this offseason, signed you to an extension. Yeah. How has the Utica Comets experience been overall for you, Cam Darcy? Um, it's been great for me. I, uh, I didn't really feel like Syracuse was a great fit for me. I didn't think I had like the greatest of opportunities there. So when I, like, when I came here, I tried to make the most of my opportunities, and they were really fair with me and good to me. So... I think uh, that helped me a lot with having a better season last year than I have, pro- like my best season, I would say pro since I turned pro. So I think for me, Utica has been great. I think it's fair here. I think that what you earn is what you put into it. Like if you're working hard, you're playing the right way. I think you're, you get earned with power play and stuff like that. So they're fair here, and that's what I like. Yeah, Cam's a two-way player for sure, and every roster needs guys that play like you do. You get down, you get dirty, you get gritty. Yes, that was a mascot reference for the Philadelphia Flyers. Cam Darcy, thanks for joining us on Utica Comets Insider here at the 72 Tavern tonight. We appreciate that. We'll be right back. This is 94.9 K-Rock. Got a lot more Comets hockey to talk about. Let's do that hockey. Utica Comets Insider. Live from the 72 Tavern and Grill on 94.9 K-Rock. And now our Comets Insider Grind Line with Rain Man the Rocket, Scoop the Cement Head, and play-by-play voice, Joe Cujo Cujo Roberts. Cujo, what are you laughing at? (laughs) 
<laughs> that intro. Did they just call you Cement Head? Yeah, You're going to sit yeah. here and let them do that? Yeah, I wrote it. He wrote it. Oh, you wrote it? <laughs> hey, that, that, my nickname hey. in that was from him, too. Truer words have never been spoken. Huh? Well, hey. Utica Commons Insider is live every Monday from 7 to 8 o'clock at the 72 Tavern and Grill, which is obviously attached right out of the Adirondack Bank Center from Labapalooze, Slocum Dixon, and Pathfinder Bank. Now, this is the segment where we normally, we call it Snipe the Five Hole with Cujo Joe Roberts, who is the voice of the Utica Commons. This is season one. He's got his wife. He's got his dog. And he's settled into Rome nicely. He's starting to get to know things a little bit. Yeah. And there's... I mean, we've broken down what we need to with the past few games. We're going to look ahead to the upcoming games in just a minute. There's a lot of other business to attend to as far as what the Comets have been up to. So well, I'm, I'm, I was very excited to learn about the Clinton Comet statue today and how that's going to be unveiled Saturday at 4 p.m. before the Belleville game. And uh, that is super cool. Bronze life-size uh, for the Comets uh, featured on it, and then, you know, there, there's going to be a plaque uh, as well for uh, Ian. So I think it's, it's, it's really cool. It's pretty awesome. And hey, there's always a nice surprise like that, it seems, that pops up throughout the season. So See, far. I was going to tease with that a little bit, Scoop, and, and, a, and a couple other things like the rescue mission, but I thought we, we couldn't get into any of that until we ask about Comets cast and the potato the potato <laughs> story that we've got to share uh, now. Well, yeah, we got to talk. About all right, all right. We uh, mentioned it a little bit during the Jersey auction after the military night, but we've got to find out what happened. First of all, Joe, plug Comets cast before we get into anything else. Tell everybody what yeah, you're cool. doing. Comet, yeah, yeah, Comets cast is a uh, once weekly podcast where we sit down with a player or a member of the staff or something like that, and we just talk and get to know them a little bit. And we don't talk really about hockey. We like to talk about uh, life experiences and stories, and we go through who the most famous person in their phone book is, and we find out that like Cam Darcy was a contestant or or sought after to be a contestant on the so, Bachelor, the Bachelor, or the Bachelorette. I can't remember. So wait a minute, you you're an actual play by play broadcaster, but you do schlocky kind of FM DJ comics cast interviews. Oh, yeah. And, and then we're the two, the goofy FM DJs that are actually doing the nuts and bolts hockey stuff. Yeah. Well, you know Weird. what? I, yeah, but you know what? I've always had a passion for that kind of storytelling, and I think it's so yeah. interesting because, um, you know... <laughs> As Rain Man, you're a radio personality, but that's not who you are. You're a husband. You're a father. You're so many other things, and I think that that's such an interesting story to tell. It is. And not to mention, to be able to tell those stories with, let's face it, a little bit of humor and a little bit of fun and a little bit of lightheartedness uh, makes it far more digestible for the listener. So, and it's, yeah. it's also nice, from having listened, it's nice to, oh, you're a listener? to have a play-by-play guy show you a little bit more of his personality outside of calling a hockey game so we get to know you a little bit more and, and it kind of bonds us together when we listen to the broadcast. Yeah, it's fun. I have a lot of fun doing it. And it's, uh, again, yeah, it's called Comments Cast. You can get it on uh, iTunes, Google, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from. Same places you can uh, get this. Exactly, exactly. So uh, there's plenty of time to listen to your show and then my show and then everybody's show. So, uh, yeah, we just want to provide people an opportunity to get to know these guys a little bit better, far more than uh, maybe just what they can absorb from a distance while watching them play hockey. So uh, I- I'm with Waiting for the segue into the potato tree, so whenever you're ready to bring it up, I'm I'm ready to address it. Scoop, you want to peel any layers well, back off of this? I, I heard this. I almost didn't believe what I heard. This is like the the, 
Condoleezza Rice is going to be the head coach of the Cleveland Browns story. Yesterday. You're putting it on that level? Oh, it's good. Um, yeah, it approaches oh, that level. out of here. Okay. The absurd right. almost? All right, let me tell you, let me tell you something, too, because I'd like to talk about the rescue You didn't mission. know how potatoes grow? No, the, it was ground? a momentary lapse of common sense. Okay, so, so, so let me break this down for you. Zach McEwen was on the podcast. It was a very funny episode. And Zach McEwen is talking about coming from Prince Edward Island, a city called Charlottetown. Now, he claims that Prince Edward Island has the best potatoes in the world. As a red-blooded American, the answer is Idaho. Mm-hmm. It's a fact. So he's arguing for Prince Edward Island. And I said, you know, how are these, how good are these potatoes? And, and, and so I said, can you just like pull them right off the tree and grab a bite of them? And he, and he just looks at me and goes, Joe, do you think potatoes are grown in trees? And I was like, look, okay, no, I realize that they're not. But think about, just, just, just dramatize this for me for a minute. Is there anything glamorous about wearing a dirt-stained white T-shirt, being on all fours, pulling a potato out of the ground and being like, this is the best potato in the world? I think of like this magical land of potatoes where you can just grab them and eat them and like it's the best potato in the world growing up my mother always asked me if i thought that money grew on trees so i suppose that's uh say it's from the same school of thought it's the same school of thought well thank you for humiliating and embarrassing yourself well and then and then here's the thing and 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 he's actually in the house right now we have eric quietek who's the uh, mastermind behind any visual you see from the utica comets he is uh he's our our vp of creative services and uh, he's the man behind anything you see. And so, of course, he had a little bit of fun with it. He had a little bit of fun with it. And he's sitting here right here trying to uh, get here. He comes. He's actually going to come and join us right here, which is awesome. So I'll let Eric tell the story. But he he put together these Instagram stories making fun of me. And the next day I get to the office and Eric, who like I'm telling you, he lives in this building. He's such a hard worker. And I come and I sit down at my desk and Eric was kind enough to leave me a, a, a tabloid size printout of me photoshopped onto somebody pulling potatoes out of a tree. <laughs> um, and here's Eric to, to, to tell you about the creative process behind all of that. Finish him, Eric. Finish him. <laughs> This is really, I shouldn't be talking. I didn't tell my mom I was going to be on or else she'd be listening right now. Oh, yeah. I uh, no, my mom, uh, too. <laughs> no, it was... Honestly, it just came up above... He, he said that, and I was like, all right, well, I got to do something with this. I got to go into Photoshop. I, I go into some stock photos, find, like, some... It was a woman, actually, picking apples. Very nice, delicate hands. Very delicate. They're, yeah. they're the same hands. They match Joe's pretty well, actually. I'm a nail biter, though, so it was the most flattering my fingers looked in a long time. Did you have nails in the picture? They were long, beautiful nails. Beautiful. (laughs) Joe Roberts could be a hand model. Well, yeah, right, exactly. It's It's not his hands, it's a chick's hand. Right. Oh, okay. So so I I, I grabbed that, and I'm like, all right, well, I'll just make all the back ones brown, put a potato up front, grab that. But yeah, so that, that stemmed from that, and I've been having a lot of fun ever since then, finding like a line or two from the podcast and making a quick quip animation for it. Very good. Eric, uh, to back up what Joe Roberts was saying, Eric designs everything having to do with this building, this hockey team, the soccer team, this restaurant, 72 Tavern that we're in. You literally graphically design everything. Uh, way too much, yes. Pretty yeah. much. <laughs> you do have no life. That's all you do is this work. This guy's the I, artist. He's so... I. I He's unbelievably talented. Truly. He's so hardworking. How about those military appreciation jerseys that he put together? We could go on and on wow. with the different specialty jerseys. The third alternate jersey that yeah. we now have 
was your design. So pat yourself on the back. If not, we'll do it for you. Uh, He's getting all humble man, now. Don't do that. You, you know how tomorrow in the office, this guy is going to be just big boop, 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 walking around with his chest puffed out. and his, uh, He deserves it. You he got, does. You got to pump people up, just like Cam Darcy was talking about You're the way right. Trent Cole is with the players in the locker room. You do a great job. Thank he did promise. Much. We were discussing a couple of weeks ago that at some point Eric is going to come on, and I think we're going to dig in detail yes. a little bit more of this, but it's when he's ready, and I kind of called him out and made him come over here. So we'll <laughs> let you take the microphone off for now if you want to, and you'll be a little bit more prepared on your own terms when we do that again. I'll stick around for a second if you guys want. No, you're more than welcome to. There's there's some other orders of business, though, that we've got to get to here. It is Utica Comets Insider on 94.9 K Rock. We've got Joe Rob. Robert's here, Scoop is here. My name is Rain, and obviously Eric is with us. But let's revisit the statue, Scoop, because it really is pretty fantastic what they're doing. Uh, they are honoring basically the history of the Comets in this hockey market. Uh, what more do you have to add, Scoop? Well, 4 p.m. Saturday is the unveiling, and this Clinton Comets bronze life-size statue will feature Dave Armstrong, Jack Kane, Pierre Prost, uh, Borden Smith, Ian Anderson's going to have a little... Uh, plaque on there oh, he passed away uh, 2013 and these guys have always been very important to Rob Ash and obviously getting this on the odd plaza is 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 pretty cool and it you know it, it circles back to the history of that franchise and why hockey is here now and we have the Utica Comets here now. If you look around in the Adirondack Bank Center during a game, you will see their likeness uh, up in the rafters. And, of course, they are honored for what they've done. Add to that, Joe? Well, I, sometimes, it's hard to, uh, sometimes it's hard to remember that the Utica Comets are still, as an organization, as the Utica Comets are still in their infancy. Um, and you just... Uh, when you go and, and have an opportunity to learn about those who paved the way for people like us to do our jobs, without those pioneers of hockey in this area, we don't have the opportunity to have these jobs that guys like myself and Eric have and that you guys have to talk about it. Um, so to, to make sure that you're properly honoring that heritage and that legacy is so important. And obviously that starts at the top uh, with Robert Esch. If he didn't care about as much of that um, then I'm not sure how you can motivate people to so he has such a passion for those people uh, and has genuine respect and love for those people that built hockey in this area that he felt not only like it was the right thing to do like he had to do it he he knows that without them none of us are standing here including himself being able to do what he loves and and run this organization so uh it's neat i'm excited to see what it looks like it's uh supposed to be really big uh i read 900 pounds yeah yep there you go that's that's, that's a big, big statue that's big right? and, and then there's a tree lighting ceremony because there's a big tree outside that's just kind of waiting and hanging out for a yeah. couple days and they're going to do that as well. Yeah, Go ahead, Eric. Yeah, absolutely. So, so we're saying life size. It's actually built in a way too, where like the the op it's open in the middle, so you can sit down with the players sitting on each side of you, flanking wow. another guy behind too. So it's. I've I've noticed that this organization doesn't do anything without really thinking it through into to the the finest of detail, scoop, and, and it, it all boils down to the reverence that hockey players have for the sport and everything surrounding it. Scoop is always making sure that we recognize that not just the hockey games going on. So this is a big deal. Yeah, I mean, I I was uh, 
sending you uh, screen grabs from Slapshot just last week, you know, and, and the Utica Memorial Auditorium is such a big part of that classic film, that, that two hours of cinema greatness, you know. <laughs> you've, uh, you've really caught the spirit of that with the design inside here in the 72 Tavern. It's very modern, but paying that retro respect to what this building looked like inside of it for it, well basically its existence up until some of the renovations yeah that was that that was always a thing with that like rob always wanted to pay homage to the roots of this building like so since we moved in he always wanted to incorporate those figures that we see plastered all over this restaurant on the backs of the booths over in these corners here it's something he since us moving in wanted to incorporate that somewhere in here and then this was his his canvas basically to throw that there and it's done a great job joe roberts scoop i'm rain this is 94.9 k-rock and utica comets insider here at the 72 tavern and grill do we have to take our last break yeah i think so i think he called for one a while ago. i think he did this is 94.9 k-rock and we've got to talk about what happened at the rescue mission with the team we'll do that next live from the 72 tavern and grill for comets insider it's rain man and scoop yeah, yeah, I can feel some white zombie right about now. Pathfinder Banks, Locum Dixon, Labatt Blue. They are sponsors, proud sponsors of Comets Insider every Monday night here, 7 p.m. You can listen at krock.com, of course, on the K-Rock app. And we're here every Monday night. Uh, Joe Roberts usually checks in. We get a player who uh, will join us weekly. And we've got hockey coming up this week. We've got a home game with Laval Wednesday night. We hit the road, go to Rochester Friday night. And then Saturday, what we were just talking about, there's the 4 p.m. statue unveiling for the Clinton Comets. 7 p.m., the puck drops with the Belleville Senators. We got to get some wins, fella, fellas. Got to take two out of three, I think, really, to, to feel good about things. One out of, one out of three. Eh. I mean, obviously, there's nothing they can do about it, but I'm saying two out of three. I'm calling it now. Maybe I like they, that. Maybe they get three out of three. I want three out of three. I want to win every game. <laughs> Sixth year in a row since the existence of the Utica Comets. You have gone and taken care of the rescue mission. Save of the Day Foundation is part of this. The entire Comets team participates. Uh, Some food donated from Family Dollar out of Barneveld, Utica, and Whitesboro. In addition to bagged potatoes, Joe. And I know. Stuffing. Trust me, I heard it there today too. Okay, <laughs> just get through your read. Somebody's getting a potato tree for Christmas. Yeah. Right, well, Hanukkah, but yeah, I'll take it anyway. <laughs> so the comments helped out the rescue mission is the point. But it's not just the players; it's the entire organization. Everybody yeah. participates yeah. in this and gives back to the community. I love that this happens. Tell us a little bit more. It was so cool. Uh, it was a really neat event. I, I've never seen an event quite like that with full team, full staff. When it was all said and done. You're talking what, like forty people probably were there from our organization. More. Right. I mean you got twenty five, twenty six players that were there, twenty plus staff, staff members. Yeah, you're coaches. talking right, you're talking forty, fifty people that were there from our organization. Uh, bagging food and, and and stacking turkeys and building holiday meals for people who are less fortunate. And so sometimes you take for granted obviously what we have, uh, especially this time of year. Uh, and it's the time to be thankful, right? So that's something that uh, we show through our actions like that and um you know it's just one of those things where it's like the turkeys are purchased and donated and and it's just it was special it was really really neat and so uh to be able to help out the people of utica just makes feel good right uh if if this is the time of year that you do that kind of service that's great but uh 
you know, it, it just makes you feel good when you do stuff like that. So it, it, it was just, it was a special day. I was happy to be a part of it. Yeah, I have, I've had the pleasure of doing it all six years. I've been here since the beginning, and every year it's, it, it's no less a joy to be a part of such a thing. They're grateful down there as well. And to your point earlier, Eric Kwiatek is with us as well. Uh, this is something that Rob, did I mispronounce? Hey, you're close. You're close. Do it for me. Quietek. Quietek. Yeah. I think I do that every time. You just got to commit to whatever you're going to call. <laughs> just commit fully. But this is this is also something that Rob fully supports, and I guess you can speak on behalf of him again. But very important for this team to do this every year. Oh, absolutely. And he he's the first one to go out to every person basically he sees and says hello and happy Thanksgiving and happy holidays too. Like going out of his way to like just wave to people that are pulling hands, up and babies. He was yeah. waving to people pulling up in cars as we were leaving. He he just doesn't turn off on that. It's going to be a very cold Thanksgiving day, and there's a lot of people who are going to eat what? It is? and have a wonderful meal because of this event today, and uh, how can you not feel good about that? Anybody out there that might be hearing this so you know the rescue mission is open 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. I think we're probably up against our final break. We went a little bit long. Thanks again to Matt Page back in the studio, first of all, who produces the broadcast for us every week. Does a fantastic job. Make sure that there's always a fresh batch of Joel Roberts highlights. He's the voice of the Utica Comets. Uh, once a month for the entire season, he will be down here with us at the 72 Tavern at the Adirondack Bank Center. co Tech. There you go. I get you it right that it. time? That was good. That was very you good. Know, that, that could be like a 70s private investigator show. Kawaiatek. Tonight on CBS. <laughs> like Kind of like uh, Kojak. Like Mannix. Or something okay. like MeTV. <laughs> Except you have yeah, hair. I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. Eric, thanks for hanging out Absolutely with us for a few minutes. <laughs> Scoops here. I'm Rain. This is 94.9 K-Rock. We'll talk to you next Monday for another edition of Utica Comets Insider and Go Comets!